When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there, and welcome to Force Center Presents Databank Dive. I'm Ken Napsok. And I'm Joseph Scrimshaw, and this is our show where we dive into the wild, the weird, the wondrous of Star Wars and have some fun talking about the beautiful Star Wars person, ship, thing. Uh, we did a season of this show on the great sci-fi app, The Companion, so if you'd be interested in checking that out, Companion has a bunch of uh, great stuff, some Star Wars stuff, and all sorts of other science fiction coverage, so you can check that out. And of course, we loved it doing doing that so much that we have kept on doing it right here, out loud, in public, <laughs> on all of the uh, podcast feeds. Excited to dive into today's topic. Yeah, fun one today. We're we're in the park just screaming. We're uh, we're in uh, <laughs> on top of a soapbox having fun. We'd be doing this without recording equipment. So you know how we do, do this is just we go to the Star Wars dot com databank and Joseph and I alternate picking topics. And I, I don't know how you come to your decisions, Joseph. Sometimes I try to make them timely based on shows or content that are out there. Other times I'm like, let's just get weird, baby. Let's roll up our sleeves and find the <laughs> weirdest thing I can on the databank. Uh, today it was a conversation on our main shows, uh, the news and cues and all those things we do. We were talking about Rise of Skywalker, talking about the beginning of the film, and that got me thinking, Joseph, of the Alzmec, the Alzmec of Winset, the cultists, the dark side dedicated followers on Mustafar that we see, Kylo Ren and the First Order troopers fight the beginning of Rise of Skywalker. Fight is such a generous term because the Alzamek are are not landing any blows in the footage we see. Maybe a, maybe a trooper falls. Uh, I'll, I'll revisit uh, frame by frame. But I'm very excited. Uh, I love the general, the the dark side, the cultist, the kind of spooky horror side of Star Wars. So October is a great time to talk about it. This is a great pick. Yeah, and since I I didn't really grow up celebrating Halloween as much as other kids in my neighborhood, I I never really see October as spooky month. I just see it as, oh, time to start breaking out a little more hoodies month. Um, (laughs) So the synergy is uh, really perfect, and I'll act act like I I intended that going forward. (laughs) Uh, Let's uh, hear uh, what the StarWars.com databank has to say about the Alzmec. The Alzmec of Winset are adherents of the dark side and particularly devoted pilgrims uh, journey uh, to, to Darth Vader's wrecked castle on Mustafar to venerate his memory. These Sith devotees are the guardians of Mustafar's Corvax Fen. We'll hear more about that, where they have planted iron trees in its scanty soil. Uh, they defend its secrets against seekers they consider unworthy, including First Order Supreme Leader Kylo Ren. Uh, so uh, that is uh, that is tasty. 
that is some Star Wars spookiness. Uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, it's got some great spooky words. It's got some great big $10 words. Uh, it mentions that they are the most devoted pilgrims of all of the Alzamec of Winset. Uh, so it's mm-hmm. even got a little Thanksgiving tie-in right there. I'm yeah. joking uh, on that one. <laughs> but I I really like, we, we always study how the different databanks are ent- entries are written. Sometimes they have a sense of humor. Sometimes they're just the facts, period. And then mm-hmm. sometimes, uh, you know, a scribe just really grows to work and creates yeah. some poetry. And I, I really like this one. It's got a lot of flavor uh, yeah. hearing about these cultists venerating Vader on the scanty soil where they have planted the iron trees. It's almost like a, a poem from Game of Thrones. Yes, yes, it is. Truly is. Uh, did you pay the iron tree price? We'll find <laughs> out. So, as always, we like to go to Wikipedia to see if there's any more information, uh, see if there's something that the, the databank left out. And really not a lot, but they added this. Uh, this one little line, they were equipped with a CX-55 scatter blaster and night vision lenses. So that is uh, where we'll start our conversation here. Joseph, how, for those who maybe skipped that part of Rise of Skywalker or just don't remember, uh, how would you physically describe the Alzmec and what do we like about their design? Yeah, I mean, their design is part of what is really fascinating about them. I can't remember in the lead up to Rise of Skywalker if we were we were told that there would be some cultists. I can't, I don't think that uh, leaked. I think uh, there was this shot of this opening fight, uh, but it was really fast and and hard to see. Uh, So I kind of like the fact that they are cultists, uh, but to me, they look like mildly scary Muppets. (laughs) That's accurate. That's accurate. Cause I want to have this discussion here and I'm looking at a, a picture that's actually from uh, one of the visual dictionary uh, guys. There's a little bit more information there. Uh, the, the fact that they're night, those helmets, so these big, wide, almost Embo. Embo would be proud of their helmets, right? Yeah, these are Kyozo-level helmets, yes. Yes, and the, to say that they've got night vision goggles, it just makes me wonder what is truly under under there. And uh, is uh, I'm looking at the Alzmec species. I'm trying to click on that here quickly while we're chatting and there is no picture that doesn't have the helmet. It's a Jawa quandary. What truly is under that helmet? It is classic. It's Jawa. It's Tuscan Raider. It's is that mm. there? Oh no, that's all wrappings. That's all uh, instruments, tools. Uh, mm. And I, what I so love about it, and, and why I was rambling about not knowing ahead of time, is I, I'm kind of glad I didn't know ahead of time that there were going to be cultists on Mustafar because mm. I think I would have pictured something creepier. And then right. I really like discovering that they kind of look like uh, the Swedish chef in disguise. <laughs> that they're yelling bork, bork, bork while they're uh, trying to fight uh, and failing to fight Kylo Ren. Uh, because they're, they're not that, as cultists go, like, work on your yeah. look, uh, Alzamec. Uh, Alzamec. Um because it's it's the big it's the big wide hat and then the, the glowing eyes that are kind of the glowing uh, night vision goggles kind of spaced far apart and then this kind of darkness that is like is that there is, is that just like is if you could penetrate that darkness you'd see a little bit of their real face yeah. uh, but it just it it looks like a mouth and it looks like it's going to bob yes. up and down going bork 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 yes no that exactly the muppet pull is great especially the the Swedish uh, chef which for a while the Swedish chef's um, cereal was one of my favorite Saturday morning tweet, <laughs> treat, treats and tweets. I uh, love it. No, because the, the 
I'm fascinated with this, and, and it's truly Star Wars. You, you, uh, you know, Tusken Raiders, uh, it, it's very similar uh, in terms of the wrappings and what's underneath there, but also the, the eyes are clearly wide set, if that's mm-hmm. the goggles there. Is the helmet wide or are their heads wide? Uh, I have so many questions there. And then I'm going to spend a lot of time zooming in on a picture into this dark void. And I don't think I'm going to find answers, which is maybe what they want us to do, to search but not find any truth there, Mustafar. I'm literally zooming on a mouth and there's, uh, <laughs> I, I can find no truth. There's no truth there. Absolutely no truth there. Uh, yeah, he's saying a lot of great things about uh, their design. And what, what I like, too, is, is, is there's this mystery. Uh, and, yeah, I think if uh, I'd spent a lot of time going into Rise of Skywalker and thinking about, oh, there's going to be cultists on Mustafar, I, I would have come up with something different as well. Um, more like Night Sister-like, quite frankly, for, for me. Um, but this is a – I like it. It's, 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 it's intriguing. It's different. And – raises a lot of questions for me and, and that's great. Mustafar, I don't want Mustafar to have a lot of answers. I want it to pr- produce more questions. So it'll try. Yeah. No, absolutely. Classic kind of tip of the iceberg Star Wars storytelling. If we kind of need this and mm. we'll create something that suggests lots of unknowns. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also fascinated because I can't find any hyperlinks that will give me the answer. And so maybe it's in the visual dictionary. I will have to check later, but uh, they're the Osmic of Winsett. So what is Winsett? <laughs> And where is it? Or who is it? What is it? Can you join I, it? I like that Alzmec. That that sounds a little uh, spooky, a little culty, but like Winset sounds like, oh, did you inherit that castle in Yorkshire? Like it's... <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah, oh, yeah. Is that... Uh, oh, Alzmec of Winset. Uh, Judy Dench is in that show, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's great. Um, I love a good Judy Dench reference in a Star Wars podcast. Uh, so they're... Um, they're part of this opening sequence that we both love. And that's why we were talking about it the other day. And that's why uh, I truly did uh, you know, think about it. We were talking about that opening sequence. And I think you and I focused on, we focused on Kylo Ren. We focused on Palpatine, or the, 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 the uh, cloners there. We focused on the lightning on the opening mm, stuff mm. there. We've never really focused on the Osmic. And that's why it got me uh, thinking there. So they're part of this opening sequence we both love. This sort of horror short film that starts Rides of Skywalker. So we've, we've saw, answered this in some ways already. But what do we like about their presence there in this sequence, standing in front of Kylo Ren? Yeah, I mean, I think they just are this great uh, uh, bridging of uh, what is going on with Kylo, right? We mm-hmm. uh, get introduced to him in the uh, crawl that that he's raging against any threat to his power, which Palpatine represents. Oh, yeah. So he's on some mission somewhere, and then you're like, oh, wow, it's Mustafar, right? And uh, so you, you got Kylo needing to rage at something on his journey to confronting, you know, weird hanging from a claw Frankenstein's monster-esque Palpatine uh, mm-hmm. with the lightning that we get into in that horror scene. And I love that, you know, in the movie, you know, you're, you don't know exactly who they are. It's not spelled out why they're there, why they're defending the ruins of the castle. But just in the movie, they're great because they are a fodder for Kylo to chew through. And there's something powerful about it action scene uh, uh that isn't really an action scene because they are not standing up to kylo in any way shape or form it's not a battle it's a horror film you know mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. there are scenes in horror films where hey maybe somebody fights michael myers a little bit but then there are other scenes where it's like michael myers walks down the street and murders everyone he encounters yeah. And yeah. that's what Kylo's doing here to the point. What I really like about this and then, and then I'll uh, mm-hmm. pass the, the raving baton to you <laughs> that 
is Kylo's raging and almost, I don't want to say having fun, but Kylo's getting so creative with the variety of ways he, he takes them out. It reminds me of when I'm playing a video game that I know well and I can Mm -hmm. easily chew through all of my uh, uh, opposers and I'm going like, how I'm going to I want to kill each one with a different combo. That's what it feels like Kylo is doing. Yes. It's when you turn the hall down the hall in a video game or, you know, Lego Lego Skywalker saga. I do that. Sometimes it's just button mash. Other times I'm like, ooh, I'm definitely going to hit the X, Y, X, O, X, O combo. <laughs> like, I'm definitely going to do it. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I wouldn't say Kylo's having fun. But I think in the back of his head, he's like, that was pretty cool. I mean, there's some cool moves, right? The the, yeah. the driving forward with the, the Quillian and then... Mm-hmm. And- throwing him down there's a backwards thing the shot right at the end always cracks me up because it almost feels like he takes the arm off of the last alzamek just like eh. yeah. yeah they were already down they don't need this <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's not exactly. a real finishing move it's just like yeah your arm's kind of in my way i'll cut that off too and what it succeeds at doing it's the thing it happens every once in a while in stars we've been talking about it on uh, the andor report with the character of uh, Deidre over on, uh, on the imperial side she she's in the imperial security bureau she's trying to stuff out the rebellion we should not be rooting for her on any level yet because her bosses don't believe her i'm kind of like yeah maybe one day you'll get you'll succeed i'm like wait that can't that can't be these are <laughs> sith cultists they are on mustafar a, a planet uh, you know uh, i don't want to you know cast aspersions on the planet but it's definitely not a great place in the star wars galaxy it's not associated with a lot of wonderful joy joyous things anymore and so i i I find myself feeling sorry for these sith cultists those who are adherents to the dark side teaching to the force and that's because kylo is the monster in this sequence yeah kylo is the monster yeah and it's it's so when you watch it in just in the movie it's all about kylo and then i do like their presence there as you get into uh the deeper dive stuff that you can find in visual dictionaries and on Mm -hmm. wikipedia you know that the corvax fan is named after lady corvax's whole character in history from the vader immortal video game it's just that classic like i said tip of the iceberg of like if you just want to enjoy it because like eh Kyla's uh, chewing through these cultists, but if you want to go deeper, there's a lot. <laughs> and I would like to go deeper here in our questions. These are, um, you know, here into the dark side. And I know I stumbled over it in, I missed a comma and particularly devoted pilgrims journey to Darth Vader's wrecked castle on Mustafar to venerate his, venerate his memory. So how do you feel the, the cultists overall, the, the, the wind, the folks sitting at Winsett or of the Winsett organization, how do you think these certain uh, devoted pilgrims, learned about Darth Vader uh, yeah. at what point it's fascinating. Cause I think I would have had a different answer in 1983. Cause I'm like, well, everyone knows Darth Vader. And I think the galaxy does not necessarily view Vader the same across the way. If you know him at all, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't think he's like a star of the hollows, you know? I, yes. <laughs> like clearly if you're in the uh, inner workings of the empire, you are aware of him. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. But I thought it was really interesting in the Kenobi show that it was like, okay, being remote on Tatooine, you're not hearing whispers of him necessarily. Yes. You know, yeah. that, that, that Obi-Wan could be totally unaware of his, or maybe, maybe he's heard the name Vader and has no idea. Um, I guess that's not clear. So I, I think I, I love the idea that if, if the Alzamek uh, of Winset are long-term adherents of the dark side, that they, you know, are, are thrilled by what's going on during the Imperial reign. I love the picture that they maybe encountered like a living victim of Vader, like somebody who survived a, mm. a rampage of Vader. And this person starts telling them about it. And they're like, 
OMG greatest guy ever right like yeah <laughs> they're yeah. joking it's awful to think about but if you're like you're an inherent to the dark side everything seems really rough in the galaxy maybe there's some whispers but then somebody comes telling he's like it's not a whisper uh his name's darth vader and he did yeah. and he and he disemboweled me i have a mechanical lower intestine now <laughs> because of this guy and they're all like where does he live we need to go yeah. see him we need to track that and find him. And I think uh, the Osmic probably run YouTube channels, and that's why they, you know, <laughs> uh, praise Darth Vader at every chance they get. I'm fascinated by it. We saw the acolytes of the Beyond, and, and there's been other kind of similar things in Star Wars, and I do like it. And I don't just think uh, I certainly don't think it's just a comment on real life fans and everything. No. Even George Lucas coming out and saying in 05, like hey, I think a lot of you misunderstood the Vader thing. We know that's there, but I just think it's it's definitely adds to the Star Wars galaxy, and I'm fascinated by yeah. Is is it the power is it is it that all right we believe in this sith way of thinking and this is the best example and then what what do they think about palpatine do they know about palpatine they got this sith wayfinder they're trying to keep safe which might lead to to palpatine uh i just i'm fascinated by that and that a group of them and that that there might be some of the alzmic of winston who are like yeah vader was second tier Nah, he's, <laughs> we're here for Darth Bane or Sheev. Like, yeah, you know, I love that this small group went off to uh, venerate Vader's memory. Right. Are there other Alzheimer's who are like, you know, Darth Maul got cut, on ha cut in half and lived on hate for like 10 years, lived on hate and table scraps, <laughs> right? Like, come on. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love that there's more room to explore and you're, you can just go wild with headcanon. And, yeah. you know, imagine that it is that kind of like, uh, worshiping a power that you don't fully understand, right? That's often what cultists are and, you know, Lovecraft fiction and thing like that, of like this idea that maybe if they uh, are, you know, have a lot of devotion to Vader, he will return and give them some of his power. And instead, what do they get? Slaughtered by his grandson. <laughs> yeah. 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 God, the irony. <laughs> Alanis Morissette would sing about it. So here they go. They live on Mustafar. Now, we know in the past, mentioned uh, uh, Corvax, uh, Lady Corvax. Uh, I did not play uh, that uh, VR game, but I hear great things about it. I'm familiar with a little bit of the story, having just mm -hmm. uh, read the summaries. Um, I know Mustafar had a little bit of a different past. Uh, it had some parks, maybe some other trees that weren't iron trees. I know things changed on that land, but this is where they are now. They are on this version of Mustafar. And... What in the world do you think they do there in their free time? <laughs> well, it, so I, I was reading up about how it, it Musfar is supposed to be healing at this point. And, you know, yes, I don't know if it, right? anybody has struck down Vader's castle or if it's just it, it, you know, without him there, you know, is there some of his dark side presence or the dark side energies that he built it over, which is in the great Vader comics by Charles Soule, like that right. dark side energy is receding. So it's collapsing. Uh, so it, it makes it really interesting of like they planted the iron trees, which are apparently like natural. And it says mm -hmm. on Wikipedia to bring back a healthier environment. So it's like weird, like we are cultists. We worship the dark side. We worship Vader. Also, like trees, trees are a healthy yeah. environment. Let us plant some. <laughs> I was really fascinated in in in, in reading this and in kind of diving into to the Wikipedia side of things where they do talk about. Yeah, you're right. The heal, Mustafar is healing itself. Uh, which talk about tip the iceberg storytelling. I would I'd love uh, tales of Mustafar going forward past episode nine. That'd be fascinating to see what happens there. Yeah. And I just, um, and it's kind of that thing. I think of um, Indiana Jones, the last crusade, you got that brotherhood that's there to keep the secret of the grail safe. Mm. And uh, I love it. And it's very pulpy. And 
I, I just kind of think, well, they just sit, did they go to the store? Is is there a normal? Are you just, or you just sit and watch it because it's a great cause? And so did they just sit there around most of our planting trees and waiting for anyone to show up? And then that begs the question of who else has shown up prior to coming? Yeah, yeah, hmm. it, it just some like you know not as experienced uh, archaeologists, some treasure hunters show up looking for a wayfinder, and Alzheimer take them out no problem. Yeah. yeah. Does I like the idea that they did. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Up. No, no. Does space Belog show up? Yeah. <laughs> and try to trick them. Yeah. Yeah. I like the idea that they would go around various parts of Mustafar and act out different Lord Vader battles. You know, like here's where he fought Ochi of Bastoon. Here's where he fought Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi. <laughs> yeah. See, I think you do the Darth Vader tour, much like I'm, I'm a, a weirdly obsessed with the tales of Billy the Kid. And I haven't made the journey yet, but I want to get out there to like New Mexico and take the Billy the, Billy the Kid tour. Like, you know, and, and, oh, yeah. and it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird when you step back and think about it. Like, would that be the case with Vader? Like, we'll give you the tour. We'll start at the castle. We'll end at the castle. We'll start at the castle and we'll end at the castle. Big loop around Mustafar. <laughs> yeah. I want to believe, I don't know what's going on with the manufacturing company that was there during Revenge of the Sith, but uh, I right. want to believe that those mining droids, those DLC-13 mining droids are still around. And like every once in a while, they encounter the Alzamec, and they're both a little weirded out because they have kind of similarly shaped heads. <laughs> oh, yeah, great point. Yeah, that's funny. Um, that's hilarious. Anyways, I wonder, I know they're just, they're not just sitting around having sandwiches, but I want to know. And they have a greater purpose in their head, even though I might not agree with it. Um, so I love that there. Uh, final, uh, question in this segment here. We always love to ask what is the magic of the, uh, topic we're talking about here? And so is there any magic here to, with the Osmec? What do they add to the legend of Star Wars uh, with uh, their certain brand of culty magic? Yeah, I think they're incredibly magical. It is the, I, I apologize for saying it 17 times just on this episode. It's the tip of the iceberg, but I love it about Star Wars where, hey, this thing isn't the main point of the story, but it's really intriguing mm -hmm. and we'll swing back around sometime and tell you more of that story. So there's just that level. But then to like the big ideas of the sequel trilogy, right? It's that Vader's gone. He made yeah. a better choice at the end of his life. But the repercussions go on. Vader's shadow is still here. People are still worshiping. The scar of his castles, the scar of his choices, it's all still there. Yeah, that really works for me in the sense, especially with the big theme of that sequel trilogy like we always talk about. And you mentioned here, just like the shadow of the past and lessons learned and that can go wrong. And how do you escape it? Or how do you do you embrace it and why? And and and, and that is truly the magic of... of uh, Vader, yes, it's that they don't. We don't get to explore it a lot of the movies because they're not supposed to. They, they, this is truly spice and seasoning in our Star Wars soup, and uh, that's what I absolutely think it is. It is. Um, it, 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 it. They show up. We got First Order troopers fighting them. Kylo's having fun killing them uh, from a certain point of view, and that's all you really need to know. And the rest can be filled out later. But it's a, it's a, it's a world. It's, it's not unlike Imperial dignitaries, where I spent most of my childhood going, why, what. How? Who are those people? <laughs> what are they whispering? Are they making dinner plans with Palpatine when they pull him off to yeah. the side and start chatting? What's going on? Yeah. yeah. This is truly a magical in its own uh, dark Sith cultist way. Uh, there we go. So that's our first part of our look there. Any other uh, final thoughts in this section here, Joseph, about the uh, Alzmec and their uh, um, black gaping holes of mouths? What? Huh? <laughs> no, I'm going to contain myself. And I think when we're done uh, recording, I'm just going to watch these uh, few precious moments of uh, Kylo Ren slaughtering Muppets. There we go. Stick around. We got more Databank Dive on the way. 
everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back to Databank Dive. I'm Ken Napsok here with Joseph Scrimshaw, and we are taking a look at the dark side cultists, the Alzmec of Winset, featured in the opening sequence of The Rise of Skywalker, protecting in, not, not in the best ways, I guess, uh, not, not successful, protecting uh, the Sith Wayfinder from Kylo Ren, which is also, I guess, you know, we haven't mentioned the Eye of Webbish Bog, but not in the film, so uh, there you go. But the, I'm sure there's some great conversations between Al- Alzmec Cultus and the uh, Eye of the Webbish Bog. Um, Joseph, I'm going to make this personal. We were talking a lot uh, about this. Actually, there's one thing I, I wanted to, uh, I, was, I forgot to write this down. I wanted to ask you here. I can't leave this conversation without talking about the CX-55 Scatter Blaster. <laughs> what do you think about that gun in Star Wars? Well, that's just a name as a blaster to inspire yes. fear. And a scatter blaster sounds to me like it uh, is like a sawed-off shotgun, which I mm. love that, right? Of like, I have uh, several uh, minor burns. I, I guess, you know, a sawed-off shotgun is not minor, depending on the distance, right? <laughs> that yeah. maybe it's a blaster that just decimates uh, opponents up close. But from from afar, instead of having one blaster scorch, you're like, I have these seven little blaster scorches in my shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I it's it's such a uh, battlefront blaster, if that yeah. if that makes sense. Uh, where where it just seems like, oh, I got enough credits. I'm gonna go around with the scatter blaster, and then you play it, you get it, and you're killed immediately. And you're like, oh, this this isn't worth the credits I spent on this. No, yeah, because <laughs> it's real truck. short range, and if you're an expert with it, you're you're yeah. unbeatable. But if you're bumbling around, that's it for you. Yeah. Yeah, and this uh, the uh, CX fifty five Scatter Blaster did first appear in uh, Rise of Skywalker. There's no deep cut; uh, they didn't pull it from somewhere else. This was where it showed up, so I kind of like that as well. Um, we we talked a lot about being on Mustafar. Uh, you and I get asked the question a lot: If you were to live in the Star Wars Galaxy, what planet would you want to visit? What planet would you want to take a vacation on? What if we were stuck on Mustafar? What if you got to move to Mustafar and you got the Osmic there, you got some other folks, what would be one place uh, you would consider living on Mustafar? Uh, I would see if that the meeting room of the mining facility was available, uh, the yeah. little boardroom where uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin hit each other a lot. Um, <laughs> it's It's got a pleasant view. It's got a little bit of distance on the castle. It's got... Look, that table, it's long. That's a great uh, board gaming table if you want to play big war games with miniatures. Yes, yes. (laughs) I would try to hang my hat there. And if I couldn't, uh, I would try to find the tallest iron tree possible and and build a tree house in the iron tree, an iron tree house. Ooh, that's a great call. Didn't think about that one. Build up, build up. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, you and I went to the same spot. And there's other spots, you know, in the Clone Wars, you got Cad Bane takes the... the, uh, Kids that he abducts uh, takes him uh, to Palpatine, another facility. Uh, there's different spots on on Mustafar, 
And we got to spend a lot of time in the with the Vader comic in the building of Fortress Vader, and you got to spend 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 a little more time on the planet. But I'm with you too. I, I think maybe it's because of the original Battlefront two uh, back in 0506 range, where I would want to go. Hopefully, to that facility. Hopefully, it survived a little bit. What happened there? And it feels like you could at least carve out a little bit of a life. Oh yeah, you can probably maybe be a little bit safe. Reprogram some of the DLC thirteen droids to protect you, or at least alert you. Yeah, <laughs> any keep up the cultist alerts at all time. <laughs> yeah, but eventually I would try to make my way out of there. Of course, uh, we're talking a lot about Mustafar, even though this is an episode of uh, the Osmic of Winset. Uh, do you want more storytelling on Mustafar and or more with the uh, Osmic and their love of Vader? Is, is there some more? We talk about talk about the tip of the iceberg. But uh, do you actually want that? Would you want to see that? Where, where, where would it be appropriate for it to show up? Yeah, no, I would I would love uh, they've had, you know, the the uh, tales on Mustafar's uh, on tales from Vader's castle kind of horror comics. Yeah. Um, so there's been stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I would l- love some more Mustafar stuff. But honestly, I would love uh, some more from the Alzamec, uh, uh about how, how what there is their philosophy is like if mm-hmm. they protected the Sith Wayfinder forever, what did they think their reward would be? Or did they just right. think that Vader's memory deserves uh, that respect? So they will they think that's Vader's and nobody else should have it. <laughs> yeah. Do they have any knowledge that like the Sith Wayfinder leads to Exegol, which is if they're adherents to the dark side somewhere, they would probably like to visit. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. all that stuff is really interesting to me because you, you can explore different cultures and explore different, you know, ways that the dark side can lie to you, you know. Yeah. And uh, if their culture is venerating, uh, you know, Vader's memory, like, do they build statues? Do they have Vader Day? <laughs> Does anybody Vader get Day. to dress up as Vader, you know? <laughs> I love Vader Day. Uh, we're going to cut some, uh, yeah, uh, like, a cake version of Fortress Vader. Um <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, I, I'm with you on it. Uh, the the question of uh, what's the reward? Why are you there? Do you feel as though you have to protect it? Is there someone worthy? Because the comment is, uh, you know, Kylo Ren wasn't worthy. Do you feel there is a, a prophecy of a second uh, coming? Does Luke hmm. Skywalker show up, right? Does he, yeah. and, and, you know, is there something to that? Um, and I, I will say this. I, I don't mind having lack of information on Mustafar. I think I feel we have more coming in in the history of the planet and everything. I would love to return there. I love when we go back there in other parts of the Star Wars story, including God, Rise of Skywalker. It was like, oh, wait, is that Moose? Oh, my God, we're doing Mustafar. That's great. I, I'm fine with that. But I, similar, to, similar to Yoda's species, I don't need all the answers with Mustafar, but I do want a little bit more with the, the Osmic uh, cultists. I think it would be great. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's not needed in in Rise of Skywalker, and uh, it would be great to get many, many more details on their choices. And also, like, <laughs> the, they, they got real organized on, we must be the best pilgrims ever, go to Mustafar, and we should also all have the same kind of blaster. Let's get organized yes. on that, in, in place and order on <laughs> in Galactic Amazon to get the same blaster. Let's try some out here. A door-to-door blaster salesman showed up, <laughs> and uh, this is the one they chose here. Uh, final question here. We love uh, we love our merch. We really do. Uh, and uh, the question is, would you buy an Alzmic hat or the night vision goggles if they were sold at Batu on Gal- at Galaxy's Edge? I would absolutely buy the hat, particularly if it included like light up goggles. Mm. And then I would never wear it. I would uh, set it upside down and use it uh, to keep Halloween candy in. Uh, particularly Ooh. if it was in a place where kids could come trick-or-treat and would just look like, what's that weird, scary bowl with the two staring eyes? <laughs> It'd be like, like these are Vader cultist hats, kids. 
Yeah, that'd be a great idea. Plus, you know, the the we're in the era of the twelve foot skeletons from Home Depot or whatever. <laughs> now this year's trend seems to be I've seen a lot of at least in my neighborhood, a uh, large uh size like a witch holding a broom in your front yard. Like it's all around the Burbank neighborhoods now. Well, I, I want, gotta make a trip to Burbank. <laughs> yeah, come on out there. My neighbor has one. Um uh, so not just the hat, but can I get a like a twelve foot freaky Alzmic cultus to put in the front yard? Um, but but to my own question about the hat, um, I would absolutely buy one. I think it would be great. I would never wear it too. Like I even have the Indiana Jones hat. Finally, that was gifted to me. I've been waiting my whole life to get one from Disney, and I finally got it. I put it on once, and I was like, you know, I don't look as cool. I'm going to just hang this and display it. <laughs> I am not Harrison Ford, so I'm not an Alzmic cultus. Uh, I do want like, you know, they're making all those uh, cute creatures, uh, galactic creatures, I think. I can't remember mm-hmm. uh, at, you know, available at Target and toy stores. I'd love a, a cute Alzmec that really looks like a Muppet. Yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be fun. A plush, a plush Alzmec would work, too. Well, there we go. We've talked about the Alzmec of Winsett, the Sith cultist we see in Rise of Skywalker. We're going to wait, rate the wild and weird factor of the Alzmec. Our ratings based on one of the most uh, original Star Wars weirdos out there, Lobot. So, Joseph, out of 10 Lobot heads, one, of course, being the least, 10 being the most, how many Lobot heads do you give the Alzmec of Winsett? I give them 7.25 out of 10 Lobot heads. They're definitely weird, but they're not the weirdest. It's pretty straightforward that they're uh, that they're dark side cultists. And hey, if you're a dark side cultist, uh, the ruins of Vader's castle is a is a great place to be. Uh, but the the weirdness gets uh, pushed up a bit by the fact that they do look like Muppets and that they're entirely <laughs> ineffective at their one stated goal, which is protecting the Wayfinder. And what is wrong with them that they think Kylo is, who who could be more worthy than Kylo? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Oh my gosh. Does Kylo show up and say, hey, he's my grandfather? No, he isn't. Show us proof. Oh my gosh. That's funny. It's almost like a sitcom thing with Kylo. Like, I cannot run into anyone who thinks I am worthy of any <laughs> yes. of my heritages, apparently. Like, so. like, dudes, dudes, I've got his helmet in my collection. You want to see? <laughs> I've got pictures. It's on my Instagram. Check it out. <laughs> That would be the only thing that could be better is if that end of that rampage, Kylo just force lifts Vader's helmet and just throws it into an (laughs) Alzmec. Love it. Uh, My rate is, are you ready about 7.5, you said? Um, 7.25. 7.25. I like it. I'm going to go solid seven. Uh, I think you're right. They're so... There's so many other character uh, cultists uh, and stuff in Star Wars that it, it doesn't stand out as much, but the design does. But the design is also a weird one where I'm not afraid of it. I'm curious. Um, but also, they're still weird and they're part of a wonderful kind of weird horror gothic fantasy sequence. So I'm going 7 out of 10 for me on my rating. A uh, solid rating, I think. There we go. Well, we are almost out of here. If you want to find more of the things we do, it's pretty simple. You can go to Twitter and find us at Four Center Pod. From there, you can find links to all the other things uh, we do, uh, Patreon pages, uh, merch. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram to get the same link tree to take you to all those spots as well. You can follow me at CatNapsock. Go to CatNapsock.com for more information. I'll be in Seattle at the end of the month doing stand-up comedy with Mark Ellis there. Joseph, uh, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw, and you can visit my website, josephscrimshaw.com, to links to everything I do, to my other podcast, Obsessed, and you can uh, link to my YouTube channel, where I am going to be putting up uh, a lot more stuff in the coming months. Thank you all to everyone who has uh, liked and subscribed. Uh, Continue to do that, if you please. That's it for me. 
If you please, that's it for Joseph. That's it for me. That might not be it for the Ausmec of Winset. Maybe they return. We'll see. Thank you all for listening. This has been Data Bank Dive here on Force Center. <laughs>